Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. It's week 14. Oh boy. Way better when it's a single digit. I didn't know when we were starting out singing. Always. No, not always. You sing, sing. Oh boy. <laughs> every week. You Hector, sing. will you bite Jared? Nope. Please. Nope. Welcome to Keepers. Our producer, Hector the Cat, is joining us for this episode. The fantasy women's soccer podcast. podcast. That's right. Fact. I'm Jared. It's my wife, Holly. <laughs> We've covered this. <laughs> Double intro. All right. Um, how's it going? It's going. Yeah, it's going well in the standings for yes, you. Yes, it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. How, how badly am I beating everyone else at You're this 10 point? and 3. That's right. And I'm 9 and 5. Jeannie is 5 and 8. Jason is 3 and 11. If you're new to the show, four teams. Fantasy NWSL. That's the fair way to do it with the amount of players that are in the league. And if you look at roster size, we have uh, eight starters. That's six offensive players, one defender, and one goalie with three people on the bench and one IR slash COVID spot, which everyone seems to be using more these days. It's actually <laughs> not true. What? We have seven starters, five offensive players, one defender, and one goalie. I lied. I was just testing you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm awake enough to do math. Thank you. Yep. I lied. So, yeah, if you're running a league out there, if you want to jump in halfway, set it up like that. Boom. Um, I say we jump right into the big matzo ball that's out there. Yes, please. Let's do it. Let's get into the news. All right. Oh, well, that wasn't good, Jerry. No, that was terrible. That was an awful news drop. Well, yeah, so bad. That's, Way better. Yeah, good work. Carly Lloyd retires. Yes. Holly, take it away. Oh, man. I mean, we knew it was coming, but it's still it's still sad. It's still like, oh, it's the end of an era. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this, actually. I don't know why it's taking up so much of my thought space, but it really has been. And I, I keep thinking about that book that you gave me for Christmas one year that was in praise of difficult women. Because everything that I'm reading about Carly is like... They're talking about her amazing, unparalleled championship career, and they always have to say something about, you know, ups and downs and, you know, she made someone mad or she had beef with someone or that. And it's like it has to be commented on. And I just think of that book, which was written um, to really, I don't know, I'm I'm, I'm not looking for the right, I don't want to say glorify, but it's to really celebrate people that uh, society has viewed as difficult because the, the thesis of the book is that uh, you don't um, you don't reach the top of your game or the top of your profession by uh, by conforming by making other people feel okay all of the time by uh, being nice when you should be real instead and and I think of Carly when I think of that I think that 
you know, we call it out for women. We don't necessarily always call it out for men reference Steve jobs. Um, but she, that this is what it takes to be a champion. And I really admire her and I'm wearing her shirt today. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm super excited to, to cheer her on for the rest of, of this season. And I'm, I'm in awe of her, her dedication and her, uh, her grit and her career. Well said. I'm trying to think. I guess the angle I'll take on this is I think she might be my favorite player all time with the national team. Um, a lot of that's to do yeah. with timing because we got into the national team. You know, we both watched when they came up in the 90s and stuff, like as, you know, fans from the outside. But as like a true fan that follows the sport, 2015 and then that hat trick and like i mean the hat trick in 14 minutes whatever it was in the final is kind of unreal yeah and that solidified her like this is my team now and our um, first live national game that we saw in in paris she scored a brace is that right yeah so we, it was Ertz and then her she had two uh-huh that's right because she didn't start any of the other games until then i think yeah you're right and um I just always liked the way she played. She just played hard. And her, you know, every player talks about her work ethic. You know, that whole, you know, to play as long as she did, you, you have to have that. You know, you have to have that right back to working out, right back to focusing on soccer. Um, she's just like hyper-focused. And I just loved her drive, you know. You don't see every athlete like that. And uh, I've, I've loved many. watching her play this year as well because I think that, you know, she's she's not camping out in front of the goal waiting for someone to pass to her. She's, you know, she's passing, she's assisting, she's back on defense. She's always right in the right spot when you need her to be. I mean, I think her her teamwork and, and her leadership is also admirable. Yeah, there's like not enough you could say, kind of, you know, it's like so huge, like the numbers. Everyone's saying that you're not going to see over 300 caps anymore. And I'm as a fan, I'm a little... Like I'm not a life lifer that confuses me a bit so as to why, like why won't another player hit over 300 caps? Is it because there's just too much turnover? Like I could see someone like, why couldn't Sam Mewis hit? Yeah. I'm not seeing the argument. Yeah. Like I, but I still think it's, it's going to be one of those. She's second most all time. It's going to be one of those hard ones to catch up to. I mean, that's really hard yeah. to stay healthy and play that long. I was really hoping she'd go for one more world cup. <laughs> um, Cause I think she could. And I think she knows she could, but I know that her life, she's going in another direction, you know, now I'm yeah. her, your, her, you know, her family and all that stuff. So like she's going in a yeah. different direction, but I'm really hoping it leads down. Perhaps it leads to the NFL. I would love that. Just saying, just kick for one season. Like just get out just there. Please and, just be the one. I know she would be the one. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any other player that really has that drive that would maybe want to. Yeah. I mean, maybe I spoke out of turn. There's probably plenty of players who would want to try, but she's like the one player that like got out there and kind of already tested the waters on it. And it's like, she's the perfect candidate for it. So I hope she does surprise everyone. It might not be like this fall, but it would be like out of nowhere when next year, when she's 40, it's like, I'm going to try to kick. Yeah. So that'd be great. But props to Carly. I'm really looking forward to the last four games that you and I have talked about, maybe trying to go to one. There's going to be a Cleveland and Cincinnati and Kansas City and St. Paul. So there's two in my home state and one in your home state. 
hometown. So yeah, and the last one is in your hometown. And then her last game ever, it looks like it'll be in Jersey for Gotham, which is fitting. I'm not sure the opponent, but congrats. And then you just picked her up in fantasy. So good job. I was toiling around with that. I was saving I that for later, but thanks for oh. blowing up my spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Uh, let's get to some more notes here. So the CONCACAF right. is adding competitions. They're revamping the World Cup qualifying. So the W Championship, which will be held in 2022, will serve as a qualifier for the 2023 FIFA World's Cup, Women's World Cup, and the 24 Olympics. So it used to be where the champ, the, the, the final two teams would automatically be in the World Cup, which is still the case. But now it's if you win the final, now you qualify for the Olympics, which is the next year. So there's, there's an incentive to win the game. Thoughts on this? I mean, we. Okay. No, seriously. I just think that it's like somebody in an office drummed this up as like, hey, this will be cool. And it's like not playing out in the real world. It's like one of those things you're saying like, oh, it's going to be more exciting. It's not going to be more exciting. Like until the Congo calf is super competitive, there's always going to be the same teams at the end. Possibly, yeah. So like this doesn't like revamping the qualifying schedule doesn't change that and so like i don't think it adds interest the end couldn't this i mean is, aren't they kind of setting this up though like canada just won the, the olympics the u.s you know got beat by canada this is almost setting up like hey u.s right, but and who canada. else is there but it's already well, don't US test my and knowledge canada. on that but yeah but now it's no i, I don't, I don't win, I'm saying who else olympics. is in concacaf i'm saying who else is competitive that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying is that if it's just two teams now you're making that final way more important. But they're not only going to send one team to the Olympics. Yeah, but you get to that moment of, of you know, oh, we lost, but we still made it. I like there being at least an extra prize. The only thing that's weird to yeah. me is that you're qualifying for a tournament two years in advance. Your team's going to be completely different. That yeah. to me is weird. Yeah, um, there's lots of, I mean, but it, I like the lots of things wrong with I'm this. okay with the creativity with it. I like mixing things up. It's a new wrinkle. I'm cool with that. Don't care. Um, next note, Olivia Moultrie Woo scored her first professional goal in yeah. the WICC final. On a banger of a free kick. Yep. Go uh, Moultrie. Yeah, I know. What is she? Is she 15? Yeah, she's 15. So definitely the youngest player that's ever scored professionally. Um, they beat, we talked about it later, but they beat Houston 3-1 on, on penalty kicks to, advanced, um, to advance to the Women's Cup Championship final. So a Women's International. Yeah. Cup, sorry, but a uh, Moultrie scoring like what's what are we looking at here? It's not it's not an NWSL game, but it was. I mean, it's the dash, so it it was. So like that's what I'm saying. Like as a fantasy player, you're like if you would if you picked her up, you're like, damn it, this doesn't count. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I don't care. But kind as a of a, fan, on a cultural like aspect. it's just so great. Like you know, she did what the U.S. Women's National Team did at the World Cup and was like like put a point on it, put you know, and then put her money where her mouth was and like prove that she should be there it's kind of a big it's deal awesome and like go portland thorns and and coaching staff for portland thorns were for developing this player and supporting her and and like 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 vamping their system and their team and their club so that she had this opportunity that's also awesome it's kind of a big deal yeah like someone that young that's She's kind of she's kind of having an impact a little more every week. It's like oh, a couple key passes, oh, yeah. shot on goal. Like she's getting opportunities, and now you're like, seeing like they gave her the free kick. This right. isn't just like 
she got a she got a deflection and this is like you're taking the free kick and you're like they have the trust in her yeah. when they have all these players on that team right so yeah I and mean, i think that's awesome and i also just think like it, it's i mean her mental game to compete in this league is admirable i'm impressed yeah same so this next story is interesting i'm not sure what's going on so hope solo if you remember the hope solo She's quoted, she went on a podcast, I, I got to find which one it was, but she went on a podcast and said, Megan uh, Rapinoe uh, would bully USW women national, te national team players into kneeling. So the quote is, I've seen Megan Rapinoe almost bully players into kneeling because she really wants to stand up for something in her particular way, but it's our right as Americans to do it in whatever way we're comfortable with. Uh, all of us, the US women's soccer oh it was on the all of us the u.s women's soccer show last tuesday so i'm going to, have to give that a listen yeah uh, rapino hasn't responded to this um because it's a non-story i mean the article also pointed out that hope solo left the national yeah. team a month before rapino started kneeling so like what are we talking about here well that's like, why is this why is this news you don't think this is news no i think it's this an is the most grab. controversial player in the history of the women's team saying something pretty defamatory about a current the current most polarizing player so you it's two players that i would thought sure, that would but be it's like not seeing factual a, well we right? don't know so if it's it is like what is she referencing is she a referencing maybe i mean yeah still being around the team and her, seeing her do it to other players possibly actually wanting people to kneel before it became a thing like did she actually come up with the idea before anyone else like so was she way ahead like what does hope solo know so I don't care. To me, it's I've never cared about the kneeling. It's, it's not about not kneeling, kneeling this and that. I like the player on player. Like why now is Hope Solo, who, why now she's saying such kind kind of defamatory things about really polarizing player in Megan Rapino, who's kind of like a leader of the team. Like I mean, what's they just going they on? had her on a podcast. They had a conversation. This is what she said. I don't think it was like, you know, a planned publicity stunt. Yeah, I do like how Hope Solo speaks it's, her mind. It was the Olympics. They had, you know, one of our best ever former team goalies on the show to talk about it, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's like a Barkley thing with the NBA. It's like Barkley's going to speak his mind. Hope Solo is speaking her mind, but now I want to hear more about this. Like, I want to hear, is Megan Rapino like, twisting people's arms to be like, you better effing do this? Because, like, then we've got, I mean, a story, I right? I can't see that, but I can see, I mean... Megan Rapinoe is articulate, powerful, and charismatic, so I can see her having a strong point of view. I actually would like to hear back from Rapinoe on this, and I think you will, because someone like Hope Solo says this, a teammate of yours, like a really close teammate, someone that was the best goalie in the history of the team, that played with her on multiple World Cups, Olympics. Like this, I like, I mean, when teammates butt head, this looks like, to me, it's a butting heads. Like you're almost calling them out. Yeah, you love the drama. I'm just like, whatever, let's move on. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so let's move to tennis. So Naomi Osaka, who I think she actually got beat a couple of days ago. The, the, the big story that this week was um, in the middle of the press conference, she was taken aback a little bit by a question from someone from the Cincinnati Inquirer and in a pre-tournament press conference and we all know her position in, about press conferences lately like i'm not she said you know she's not going to do them she kind of took a she kind of took a step back from the sport for a while and it was ahead of the western and southern open which is in cincinnati um she actually answered this question this is a hard one to put into words here but she actually answered the question the question was basically from the cincinnati inquiry inquirer was um 
that you have a lot of ventures that the, the question was like you, you do a lot of things outside the sport and how do you, what's the way you're going to get your message across if it's not through the media, which seems like it's the easiest thing now And her response. And to me, she actually was like, that's an interesting question. Let me think about that. And she answered it pretty articulately, articularly, Jesus, sorry, <laughs> new teeth. Um, <laughs> And then she kind of started to tear up during the next question. And, and you could tell it kind of had a um, heavy impact on her. And then she, you know, she had to step away and come back to the press conference. But what do you think about all this? Because there's, there's a lot of eyeballs on her with this. And obviously, press conferences are really getting, she, it's just not her, it, she, yeah. she's not enjoying it. Yeah. And, but it's, to me, I want to hear yours first. Okay. So, first of all, I think... You know, kudos to her for coming back to a place that obviously makes her very uncomfortable and and being really vulnerable and really genuine about it. I think that something that I think is really interesting about Naomi Osaka is that, like, she sort of acts and sounds her age, which I think is totally appropriate. You know, even though you're competing at the highest levels in the nationals, if you're like a teenager or a young adult or in your early 20s, like it's okay to be who you are. And I also like that she has a group of people around her who are like clearly looking out for her and protecting her. And that like most of the media was trying to, you know, create a safe space for her to come back and say that. And she has, I think it was her agent who was like, definitely had her back. I think that her agent went a little far calling that reporter, you know, like an aggressive bully, because when I listened to the clip, I didn't find his tone particularly combative or attacking. But I will say that like, you know, read the room, dude. You know, like, yeah, you're a journalist, you ask the hard questions, that's your job, blah, 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 blah. But there might be a time and a place and like, maybe you could have waited until press conference too to ask that really pointed question. You know, like, like, come on, like we gotta be all human and take care of each other a little bit. And this is a person who's clearly publicly struggling and like let's honor that instead of you know going for the juggler or whatever yeah i'm on the fence with this whole thing just because i feel like okay i'm in the media and i feel like his question was completely valid it's a player who stepped i don't disagree with that yeah it's a player who's but like no i'm just maybe saying maybe press conference maybe, two maybe not press conference one maybe but when her people now i understand her people because like it, okay we all played team sports if there was a player, one of your one of your teammates who was gotten a fight in the middle of a game or something, a scuffle, you would run to them no matter what, no matter if they started it or anything. So she's got people around her that's going to call people out. Okay, fine, like that. To me, this looks like this is how everything should work. Like, I don't think the reporter was a bully. I think the question was legitimate. I actually think her answer was really well said and she took the time she actually sat there for like 30 seconds she's like hold on i'm thinking and was really inquisitive and was and gave it some real thought that's what i want to see an athlete talk i don't want to see an athlete go like yeah i got to give it 110 percent it's gonna be a tough tournament blah 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 yeah they were asking her about something that is topical that she has been involved in great so she gave a great answer it obviously got to her which is completely fine. Like, I don't even have to say that. Like, it's fine. Like, okay, she had an emotional moment. She stepped away and came back. 
but you know, like I do agree with you that I think her her the her people saying the bully at the Cincinnati Enquirer is the epitome of why players and media relations are so fraught right now. And it's like everyone on that Zoom will agree that his tone was all wrong. Like that to me is wrong, but I completely agree with you coming to your teammates' defense. So I agree with kind of everybody here. And I just, I do not understand the polarizing, like you have to be on one side or the other. Like, it seems like we do that a lot in sports and politics now. To me, I agree with her and her team. And then I agree with the dude in Cincinnati. Move on. It happened. Great. Like, I don't think anyone was wrong or out of bounds. It just happened. And it was really, I mean, literally sports center, let it play for like five minutes. It's a topic. She's one of the few people that doesn't want to talk to the media. And that's the story. There you go. And then she's also a badass player. So that's the story too. And she, you know, it's, if she was, if she sucked and she liked giving press conferences, okay, great, have fun. But she's one of the best players in the world and she hates talking to the media. That doesn't happen in sports. That's the story. He asked in a pretty decent way. She answered in a good way. Good story, done. Cool. All right. All right. So this is one you sent me from Reuters. So former Afghan women's captain tells players to burn kits and delete photos. Holly, do you, I know you dug into this, but with all the drama in Afghanistan and the Taliban taking over, um, what do you think here? Like her telling her team to get rid of all evidence that they played soccer. I mean, it's a, it's an encapsulation of this situation. So deeply, deeply upsets me that it's, it's hard to articulate this sort of depths of despair that this this sends me to uh, just in general because it's the broader situation is that it's a global reminder that none of us are safe um and that as women uh even in 2021 our our freedom our autonomy our education our right to work our right to speak our right to be seen, our control over our bodies and our safety, and maybe our lives could be taken away, you know, and with the, you know, with the roll of the dice, with the turn of the wheel. So this woman is the captain of the Afghan women's national soccer team. And she's an outspoken leader. She was encouraging women to speak out and to be proud and to be visible and to represent their country and to show the world that, you know, you know they were there, that they existed. Um, and and she's not in Afghanistan. She's safe somewhere else. But she she said that she reached out to all of her teammates who were still there and said, take all your delete your social accounts, take all your photos down off the internet, uh, remove your name from everything, and burn your kits because you don't you've put your photo out there and they have a target on you. And I've even read some things about them having facial recognition of, of databases of people that are anti-Taliban and, you know, protect yourself from harm basically by, you know, it's like your safety and it must, you know, your safety requires you to go completely invisible, completely just silent and reject, deny and repudiate everything that you are. And then you may or may not still be safe. It's really shitty. Like it's, yeah. Like I mean, I can't, I can't say I can't add anything else to that. Um, it's if people aren't familiar. So, from '96 to '01, when the Taliban was like ruling 
Afghanistan. You know, it was guided by Islamic law. The Taliban stopped. It was guided by their interpretation of Islamic yeah. law. Let's be clear. The Taliban stopped women from working. Girls weren't allowed to go to school. And women had to wear burqas to go out. And then only when they were accompanied by a male relative. So this is a woman who has, you know, seen that and then saw it when it wasn't. And then when they were allowed to have a soccer team and then it's, you know, I trust someone who's saying like, you hear all this stuff from the Taliban now, like it's safe. We're going to da, 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 you know, we're going to, it's going to be okay for women. And da, da. You're lying. Like, she has lived it. She has lived it. And then she sees it. And it's like, I will trust anyone who has boots on the ground. Like that has lived it. And it's like, if you're, it's a, it's un, it's unreal that she is telling people like, could you even imagine something like that here? Like burn your, like, burn your kits and then act like you never played a sport. Like, I mean, I could after January 6th well, this year and the storming of the Capitol. I think, you know, we're, democracy is fragile and particularly yeah. as women, our rights are never safe. It is, it, on, yeah, I, on the minute level, that is the women's uh, case for equal pay and then how many people are speaking out against it. Like I'll go on social media and there's just some really mean shit out there and that's on the small level uh, but you see it like there's nothing of that going right and that's basic sports. and logical and people have such a huge issue yeah, against it's, it yeah it's really bizarre but i it's this is really sad what's going on with it on over there you know I, not I go listen to and I'll, I'll find the um i'll find an, i'm going to promote another podcast but nadia nadim who is afghani and then escaped pretty much like <laughs> war-torn afghanistan when she was a child to go to, um, oh, I'll find it. But uh, where where did she go? Where did she end up going to? Uh, Denmark. Uh, I forget where she ended up moving. But I'll find the podcast before we end today. Uh, she gave like a half hour interview about, um, you know, her life, like her escape, and then and it, she's got a really interesting story. Oh, it's called the um, the ITV football, uh, the ITV football show, and she did like a whole half hour sit down. So it's going to be a good listen. So listen to that. Cause she, if anyone knows anything about it, she was young when it happened, but more person, a uh, person with firsthand experience. One last story, Holly, uh, Simone Biles returns to the mat 35, 35 city tour with her team. Like she's going to go out there and do her thing. They're going to all going to probably earn some cash for it. And it, I'm excited for her and I hope they come to LA do something here on the West coast. Cause I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for her. And Whenever there is like an amateur team that can go out, I'm not sure how it works. Like, I don't know if they wear the flag or if it's like an, like an I, I don't think it's affiliated because it's like an exhibition tour. Um, it starts off in Arizona in September 21st. So, um, but hopefully it's something that, you know, they go out as like pros and it's something they get paid for. I'm not sure how it works, yeah, but I'm absolutely. excited for it. Yeah, it's called the Gold Over America Tour. Um, that's cool. And uh, they posted pictures of them all in like, gold uh, outfits for the tour. That's pretty badass. But I'll go to that. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Um, let's talk about soccer. A lovely transition into fantasy soccer. Holly. Yes. Last week. Yes. Of all the of all five games last week, anything? which one stuck out to you? Okay. Uh, well said. Um, <laughs> no? Yeah, sorry, I that, my brain was elsewhere. What what stuck out to you? Okay, um, I thought the game of the week was the Houston Washington game with Washington bouncing back from this Richie Burke disaster. They come out there and get that two zero lead. 
Yeah. But then the story of the second half. Me. Yeah. Of Houston and led by Rachel Daly. And then who's the rook that scored? Now I'm blanking. Uh, Oh, uh, Bam, Obam, uh, what's her last name? Obam. Oh, uh, yeah. God, she came in. She's Houston homegrown, came from their development league and came in like, I don't know, 15 minutes left and like three minutes in just I've nailed right it. Here. Yeah. Who is it? It is. Um, oh, Michaela Abam. Yeah. yeah the great. God, that, that was fun. Yeah. And like, yep. so I just think that was a tale of two halves where you're like focusing on Washington's kind of resurgence and them, you know, standing tough with everything that's going on uh, through adversity. And then Houston, the second half, being like, we're badass Houston and aren't we fun to watch? Um, that, to me, was a huge one. And then, of course, Kansas City getting the first win against the O.L. Reign, who you and I touted everyone on that team that was like, start their defense. start yeah. their, And if you started their defense, still okay. They only gave up the one goal. But we thought for sure, bounce coming off that five-goal game, like, Lesomer, Marizan, Huerta, King, Balser, like they're going to go off. Yeah. And then they didn't even score. So Mary gets hurt. Marazon gets banged up. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for playing. If you had anyone on offense for the OL rain last week, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I still won. You did. Um, did. The international champions, really quick. Women's international champions cup, Portland and Houston. They were uh, tied. Portland won three to one on penalties. Leon beat Barcelona three to two. The finals today, when we're taping the Saturday, you're going to get Portland versus Leon, and you're going to get Houston versus Barcelona in the kind of you know third place game. And then you got the women's cup, which was Louisville and Chicago and Bayern Munich and PSG. Louisville and Chicago played a game that counted for the NWL schedule, tied one to one, but then they went to penalties, and that was for the tournament. Louisville won on penalties. And then Bayern Munich won two to one. So it's going to be Louisville versus Bayern Munich. Apparently it was the largest crowd in Louisville's short history. It was a really, for both, you know, because it was like, I think you get to stay for both yeah. games or back to back. Really awesome to see. Congrats to Louisville pulling out a win for the for the home, home crowd. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just great to see um, two international cups with some really well-known teams taking place here. Uh, so that's nice to see. Holly, let's talk about our uh, bowl predictions last week. Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, well, I'm not mad. I mean, I did poorly. I said Harris is going to block, block a Portland PK and it was going to be Sinclair that takes it. Uh, nope. However, uh, Charlie scored with an assist from Klingenberg and I have both of them on my roster. So I'm not mad. Okay. Uh, well, I saw you sneak that in there. I'm like, did she predict the the Charlie and Klingenberg connection? Because that's, I don't remember that. No. Okay. Yeah. You're just happy because that, that happened and it was bad for badass for your team. I understand. Um, you know what I almost did with my copy editing brain? I almost just put a slash next to the W on your uh, rundown and didn't do it Yeah, for your width. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's how distracted ADD I am. Yeah. You this need to take horrible. a break from that. Mine was horrible. Uh, I had, I had the shade groom <laughs> trifecta, a goal and assist and a yellow card. And at one point in the game, I'm like, she's not going to get in a goal and assist. Can I please just get a classic shade groom yellow didn't card? didn't even get you a yellow no. card. Oh, Shay. No. No yellow card. Um, let's get to our injury updates. We actually have a few this week. Sam Mewis, that's big, mm -hmm. for the Courage. She's going to be out for a month or more with unspecified injuries. Uh, the coach for the Courage, uh, now I'm blanking on, oh, is it Paul Riley, said that uh, we don't expect Sam uh, for a little bit. Some injury issues that we have to take care of. I don't think you will see her for the best part of a month, maybe longer. So... Fantasy, if you've got her, Holly, you do. Yep, went uh, to the IR. Went to the IR. She's going to be out. Keep an eye on it when she comes back. It might be questionable again, but that's 
Curd has enough players, but that sucks if you've been waiting for her to come back and been holding on to her because there's like we talked about in previous episodes, there's only a handful of players that were kind of worth it. She was one of them and our borderline. And then now she they come back and she's hurt. Uh, Nadia Nadim was out last second injury. They actually announced her as a starter for Louisville. And then as soon as the game started, they tweeted that she was out with hamstring tightness. So she's going to be questionable. Look at, she's TBD, they said, moving forward. Look at the injury report today, actually, that I have up right now. And they don't even list her as out or questionable. So I think it's still the old one. Uh, so keep an eye on that. They're going to update that today. Uh, okay. Uh, who do we got? Eugenie Lesomer. She's out with a concussion. So she's on my squad. I put her on the IR and I end up picking up uh, who I'll tell you later. Uh, so as a surprise. And then Xenifer uh, um, uh, Marazon, questionable with a right leg injury. And I'm looking on the website again today to see if there's any further updates on those two teams. And that seems to be the same deal. And I'm looking up some other ones. Gotham, Mandy Freeman's out. Paige Monahan's uh, still out. And Midge Purse, still out. So I don't know what's going on with that. She's been out for a few weeks. So if you got Midge Purse, um, I know Jeannie's got to be frustrated this week in our league with uh, Nadine being out last second, Midge Purse being out again. So you're going to have to scramble to find some players uh, who will tell you. Uh, some signings and tradings this week. Adriana Franch. Oh, my God. What national team goalie traded to Kansas City, her hometown. She was traded for uh, Abby Smith and $150,000 in allocation money. I think both teams win that trade. Thoughts yeah, I mean, Kansas City definitely wins. I mean, Portland definitely wins because, you know, they've got Bella Bixby backing her up and she's good and they get cash for that. I, I just feel like, you know, it's one of those weird situations where you're like one of the best goalies in the league and then you come home and your team doesn't want to keep you. Yeah, it's just a smart move. It's just a smart move because they've got, uh, who's the goalie for Portland that's been playing uh, really well? Man, I am just- Just gonna... said it, Bella Bixby. Thanks oh, for listening. Um, but okay. if you're like Jeannie in our league who picked her up because she thought, okay, great goalie, not so great team, probably going to get a lot of chances for saves, could get you a bunch of fantasy points. That might be a thing to do. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Abby Dahlkemper officially returning to the courage, Man City transferring her rights. Um, so yeah, you wrote in there, when is she going to come back? Yeah. Anyone information? No, we don't know. There's, yeah. Of course it's the NWSL. Great. We don't have any information. Perfect. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on, Holly. Let's get to our, uh, streamers of the week. Streamers. So, uh, I've got Merritt Matthias for North Carolina. They play Kansas city. Matthias has picked it up the past few weeks. She has seven points, three points, nine points, 10 points. So if you're looking for a fill in, that's not bad. Um, Always Carson Pickett. I don't think she's going to be available in your four-team league because she's been one of the best defenders this year. But check your waiver wire if she's going to be available. And then also Abby Ursig. She hasn't been getting a lot of tackles or key passes. She's not involved that way, but she's always a threat to score. So I kind of like anyone on uh, North Carolina. What do you like? Well, I had to pick up a defensive streamer this week because I didn't have... Um you know, Portland playing in the NWSL because they were out with their Champions Cup. So uh, I benched Klingenberg and picked up Kelly O'Hara, who's back for Washington, according to the match day advertisements. Uh, I would also keep your eye on Caprice Idasco. If she's not rostered, get her because she's leading the league in assists. Good pickups. Um, I like Didasco. Um Let's go for our waiver wire ads. Uh, I picked up Megan Rapinoe this week. It broke what? my heart. I really wanted to pick up Carly Lloyd and just root for her. But I, Megan Rapinoe, with Lace O'Mare going down, 
Marijan being injured. Um, they announced that her and Lavelle are coming back. Lavelle is kept on one of our, so she wasn't available. So Rapino was available in our league. She might not be available in yours, but I think she's going to play most of the game against Gotham. Uh, I also like Christine Sinclair. She's back. Uh, she might be available on your wire if no one held on to her. Also, uh, I mean, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, uh, I picked up Carly Lloyd because I had to put Mewis on the IR and, and Lloyd wasn't stashed in our league because I think she's going to go off. The only thing that's missing from her career is an NWSL championship and Gotham is in third right now. So they're contenders. Right. Um, and yeah, I also think uh, if Lavelle isn't rostered with Marge on questionable, she's going to get a lot of minutes and I'm going to keep tooting the horn for Ebony Salmon. She's good. I like Ebony's game. She's like become like this kind of like steady star yep. early on like her and Rodman. It's kind of fun. These young players. Mm -hmm. So Holly, uh, we didn't tease at the beginning, but this week we're going to play another round of who am I? All right. Which is uh, one of my favorite game shows to play. Welcome to the show, Holly. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Happy to be here. So we're going to play who am I? This is going to be, uh, I'm going to give you clues to players. You're going to guess who it is. And um, then we might chat about them and their fantasy value. So, Holly, All right. you ready to play? I'm ready. Who am I? I was drafted in the fourth round of our draft. I didn't start a game until the third game of our season. But I scored a goal. I have played for two fantasy teams in our league of record. And I've averaged 19.5 points in the last two weeks. Who am I? Simone Charlie? Correct. Yes! Well done. Woo! Scared Hector with that one. No. <laughs> Sorry, Nugget. He's a Great job. Simone Charlie, huge value lately. Yeah. With the influx of everyone coming back, Haran Sinclair, does she take a hit? I mean, right? I think she does. I think she takes a hit in... Well, I don't know. I... Yeah, this is distracting. I can't talk over this. Holly, um... If you've learned anything, Holly cannot talk during organs or flutes. Right. <laughs> Um, I think she does take a little bit of a hit. Uh, I think Weaver's still questionable, so they're not competing for the same spot. Um, you know, but it, it remains to be seen what they do with Moultrie when Sinclair's back. So, you know, there's the, that's crowded a great room. team. It's a crowded room, but I think that, that Charlie's carved a stake for herself. Yeah. And uh, I hope she plays because definitely she's stashable and she's really good. You got to keep her. You got to ride this out and see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely doing that. The next one. I was drafted in the seventh round of our draft. I've also played for two fantasy teams in our league of record. I've scored double digit points four times and I was traded during the NWSL season. Amy Rodriguez. Oh, that's a good guess. Um, no, they were okay, involved in the Amy Rodriguez trade. Oh, Kristen Hammond. Hamilton? Hamilton. Yes. Kristen Hamilton. All right. Um, she's an interesting case. You know what I think she is right now? She's like, she is like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's like the fail safe. If you're in a pinch every week, it's, it, it's like, oh, is Kristen Hamilton still available? Okay, I'll get her. Because she was really solid on North Carolina, but the playing time wasn't as heavy. Now she's on Kansas City. And, you know, since the trade, I mean, like, I'm looking at her, um, I don't know if it's since the trade, but looking at her past few weeks, 14, 6, 12, 3, 11. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. But 
she's that fit. She is that player who you go, everyone always checks. It's guaranteed. You go, she available? And it's proof that she, cause she's hopped around in our league for a couple different teams and, and helped at different points. So I think she's still got value, but just look and see what she's doing. Cause she is a huge part of Kansas city's offense, bad team, but gets a lot of opportunities. Keep an eye on her. Last one. This one's got an extra clue. If you need it, I'm saving it. I haven't scored a goal since June 18th. I did not play in the Olympics. I'm averaging over one shot on goal per game. The first three games of the season, I averaged 14.3 points per game, but my last three have averaged just 8.3. Who am I? One more time. I haven't scored a goal since June 18th. I did not play in the Olympics. I'm averaging one shot over one shot on goal per game. And the first three games, I averaged 14.3 points per game. In my last three games, I'm averaging just 8.3. Who am I? J-Mac. Yes. 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 I didn't have to give you the extra clue. Um, <laughs> we're done with it. Yeah. Please, like, they, oh, with God. That. Yeah, please. <laughs> just cutting that. <sighs> J-Mac, value, what's going on with her? Like, uh, she's had been on a roster all, she's been on rosters all year. I, I, I'm going to have this lead into our next topic real quick. All right. We have our next topic is second half players are going to make the jump. We're a little bit more than halfway into the season, but it's, this feels like a true second half with all the players coming back. And it's like, this is the stretch run. And I, and we're talking about second half players who will make a jump. Well, J J max averaged under 10 points in the last, you know, few games she's played. So for me, I think she's going to jump back up into kind of where she was at the beginning of the year when you get, cause you have got Dabinia. Um, you're going to have a lot of these players coming back and filling in. And now you've got Rodriguez, um, I think it's only it's inevitable, you know, Lynn Williams is going to come back. It's inevitable that J-Mac is just going to get hers. And she's not that consistent eight points. No, she's going to be double digits. I think she makes a jump. And we mentioned her earlier. I think keep an eye on Olivia Moultrie because, I mean, she's been getting better every week. And right. she's going to well, have fantasy If she plays. Soon. Yes. Because Sinclair, yes. Sinclair will be back. So interesting to see what Portland's going to do there. What do you think? Who do you think is going to make a second half jump? Carly. That's why I picked her up. Enough said. Yeah, we are. I already, I already gave my argument. I think she's gonna roll. I hope you're wrong this week, but right a lot of different weeks. <laughs> oh, you hope I'm right this whole rest of the season because we want to see her cheer. We want to cheer her on. Yeah. So bold predictions for week fourteen. Yeah, bold prediction. Lynn Williams scores a brace for North Carolina against Kansas City. A brace. Kansas City's defense actually showed up last week. I know, and now they got French, but I'm still. It's my bold prediction. Are we getting Lynn bold. Williams back? I mean, the American team's coming back. I don't know specifically yeah. player by player. I got to keep an eye on that so, today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unclear because I couldn't find any information one way or the other. So that makes my prediction extra bold because she might not even show. But that's what I'm going with. I got the game of the week. Um, it's going to be Washington and Orlando on Sunday. That is the game of the week. And I'm going with a goaltender goal battle. I think Bledsoe and Ashlyn Harris both score 15 points or more. All right. That is the prediction. All and right. I think, uh, and I'm rooting for that. I love it. I think this game's going to be action packed. Like it's going to be so much fun to watch. That game's on Sunday at four o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Pacific. Oh, wait. I guess I just got interrupted by uh, Sam Mewis. Oh, boy. Sam, stop talking. I want to mobilize my hips as well. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Um, okay, that's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. I'm going to gripe on our way out because oh, yeah, we like got? to end things on gripes? a positive note. Yeah, NWSL website, 
even more broken. Oh no. I'm trying to look at player stats on their on their like front, you know, entry page to that. And then when you click see all, like I'm looking at the top five most goal scores people, but I want to see the rest of the lineup. I click see all. It takes you to a page with only Portland players and won't load anything cool. else. Now, granted, like they have a lot of good players, but seriously, also match preview link this week uh, for the game that you just referenced goes to a match recap for last week. So get your shit together, oh my guys. God. Oh my God, help us out. NWSL, help us out. Fantasy, people are playing out there. And we're trying to promote your league. Yeah, we want this thing to work and um, we want you guys to lead the way on it. So please help us out. So that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Lead the way. Have fun watching games this week. Good luck to your fantasy teams. Yes. Keep an eye on that injury report. It's getting more robust. Um, and uh, have fun watching the games. Later, everyone.